evening and welcome to caching in the northwest you know this is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great pacific northwest each week we're going to talk about cachers and caches from around the globe so while you're busy dodging the christmas aisles in the big box stores we'll be caching in the northwest and of course we can't do that until we bring in our road tripping tamarin some say he's so tall he must take the high road and others say next to Willy Wonka, he's the sweetest guy they know. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Hey, yes, it is. Boy, I am getting so much podcast fun tonight. Isn't it um, fun to do multiple podcasts in an evening? It is. And I didn't realize that. Uh, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, I was guest uh, hosting earlier this evening on Geo Gearheads, which is normally uh, Chris's gig but tonight i was not the chris and uh, i was hanging out with daryl which was a lot of fun i didn't know when i signed up that i was also doing a patron special so i've just gotten home from work and been podcasting all night it's welcome very... to my world yes it, yeah. so you've done three podcasts in a night this is my third tonight yeah nothing wrong with that no not at all it's a lot of fun but you know um i i want to uh address the thing that isn't an elephant in the room i want to uh, make sure that we also introduce jp who's uh joined us here all the way from tomorrow morning jp welcome to the show morning guys so so where are you joining us from so we're over here in estonia in uh north uh, eastern europe and just just below finland and uh the sun isn't quite up yet bro <laughs> but i've had my coffee so we're all good our sun is not quite up yet either. Yeah. But it's just recently gone down. So oh, my son's up. He's just next door. Oh, okay. I'm sure my son is actually too. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately mine is as well. So if you hear some something from the other side of the room, it's probably him getting ready for school or not getting ready for school either way. <laughs> awesome. Well, JP, thank you for joining us. We're looking forward to having a fun show with you and we also want to send out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And folks, if you want to know more about supporting the show, make sure you head on over to the cachingnw.com website and click on that Patreon link. And uh, before we go any further, I want to just make a special shout out to worldcaching.com who has been a patron of ours for quite some time and just want to thank them for their support and uh, the prizes that they've donated over the the past years um that's helped to uh be a real support to our podcast so thank you very much to world caching for your support and you know just to add to that i got to see tracy this weekend and um and uh, professor p professor p professor k professor p her husband yes and um they are fantastic people it was just a lot of fun to catch up i hadn't seen them in quite some time there you go. But now, something else fantastic we like to talk about is the glow. Or, you may know it better as the geocaching 
blog of the week. Whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send email to feedback at cachingnw.com. I got a couple this week. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. We need more glows. Or call in to 253-693-TFTC. Better yet, use that voicemail tool right there on the website and tell us how you glow. Now, this week, we have a special guest to come on and read the glow because there's nothing like a glow in your own voice. That is true. And uh, this glow will be in my own voice. Now, I want to be clear. I did not submit this. I believe it was submitted by Bounce Bounce. It was. So thank you very much, Bounce Bounce. And the glow is from one of Bounce Bounce's amazing geocaches. It's the Holiday TB Hotel. That's GC5 Delta Hotel Papa Quebec. And thank you. I'm getting better at it. You know, it's amazing. There's still a few letters I stumble over, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. So this glow reads... Found by the land monkeys at 12.38 p.m. on 2017-09-29. This is a highly memorable geocaching experience with some serious hard work and maintenance that has gone into this cache. Certainly worthy of every favorite point it has been and will continue to earn. We had heard about this cache and the CO's work, so this was on the radar to visit when we came down one dark and stormy day in Auburn. Mrs. Monkey spotted the hard to miss cash, but then it was to work to figure out how to check in. Weary travelers as we were, we just wanted to get in and find a room for our TBs that were with us. So the first step was quickly sorted out by the monkeys and the TBs were able to get to shelter. But wait, there's more. Laugh out loud. Well, I put LOL, but you know what I mean. Ah. Uh, thank oh. you. It wasn't Appreciate a command, that. was it? Sorry. Uh, well, you. most things I tell you are, so I think that's just fair to go in that direction. All right. So it took a few moments of trying options until we had the logbook in hand, stamped, replaced, took a few photos, and packed everything back up for the next travelers. We dropped two TBs and picked two up. A highly enjoyable caching experience. Thanks for an amazing stop. Thanks for the cash bounce bounce. It was day one of our hashtag geocache road trip to Auburn for the 2017 geocaching adventure we drove down and found a number of the 2016 series caches as well as some fantastic high fave point caches in the area before heading to the evening event and night cache cache find three of 23 today cache safely and cache often the land monkeys see how much more enjoyable that is with the inflection in the monkey's voice as he reads it i would have read it you know it was cache find three of 23 today cash safely and cash often the land monkeys you see it reading it in your own voice it's so much better trust me. it is it is it is hey i heard we have some news we have news we have new news because old news is no good anymore it's not really news anymore that's right dune buddy sent us an email about the 10 stunning earth cash finds from around the world that he found in the geocaching blog are you getting ready for International Earth Cash Days 2018. I put the S in there. It wasn't in there normally, but hey, there's two days now. We'll keep, we'll keep working on Rock Talk. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is we have the two days, so now it's just a grammatical thing. Yeah. Log any Earth Cash Saturday, October 13th, or Sunday, October 14th. That's two days, folks. Doesn't matter where in the world you are. You could be on this side 
of the Dateline or on the other, you still get two days. Uh, and you can earn the EarthCache Day 2018 digital souvenir. EarthCache is bringing you to unique locations and teach fantastic or fascinating geological lessons about planet Earth. Now, these 10 Earth caches are from Portugal, the UK, Austria, Greece, South Africa, Thailand, Australia, uh, Vanuatu, Nua, Nua, and Canada. Now, Dune Buddy points out, did you notice that on the list of 10 stunning Earth caches from around the world, the score is Canada 1, USA 0? Dune Buddy wants to know, who did Land Monkey pay off? All right. So the, the fact of the matter is I didn't have to pay off anybody because the score speaks for itself. Um, and Sounds and, like a hockey score. One to nothing. <laughs> Canada won, U.S. nothing? Well, yeah, it depends on the teams, I suppose, and the year. Because um, that, that's one that can go both ways, men's team and women's team. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I, I guess the only other thing I wanted to say is you're welcome for two days of earth dashing. Hey, Land Monkey, do you know why the Baptists don't like hockey? No, why? Because after 30 minutes, they haven't gotten to three points yet. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Nice. It's true All about right. soccer as well, but we're not going there. All right. All right. Well, you know what? Tonight, one thing we are doing is we're going to spend some time with JP. So we have John Paul of JP's Geo Designs joining us, as as he mentioned earlier, all the way from uh, beautiful Estonia. And uh, JP, we want to thank you for making the time to join us from all the way across the other side of the globe. Ah, it's my pleasure. And uh, it, it gives me something to do while I wait for uh, my son to get up for school. So all good. Oh, well, then we'll have you more on more often while you're just waiting. Yeah, well, it has to be certain days, but yeah, we can do that. Okay. Either that or I'll just bring my pillow here, you know. Nothing wrong with that either. I tend to fall asleep towards the end of the podcast because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure we yell at you later to wake you up. You yell at me all the time. Now, <laughs> JP, will you tell us a bit more, bit more about yourself Is this is your very first appearance on our show, and we are truly honored. But uh, how long have you been involved in our hobby sport addiction that is known as geocaching? Um, well, I discovered geocaching purely by accident, like many people have done. Um, I was visiting my parents uh, when they live in Cyprus, and uh, I think it was what, 2011, um, somewhere in the, the beginning of the year. And uh, somebody had made a, 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 just a basic comment on, on Facebook about geocaching, and I kind of thought, oh, what's that? And uh, Googled it. And when um, I, at that time, uh, it was a lot, a lot easier on the GC uh, um, website to just punch in a name of a place, and it would give you what was, what was in the area. And uh, they live halfway up a mountain somewhere, so I kind of thought, yeah, well, this is a bit of fun. We'll find a zero finds on this one and uh just happened to be one 300 meters from where i was sitting i thought yeah well, that can't be right so you know with no gps didn't even know what one was at the time i kind of grabbed google satellite maps and thought well yeah i know where it's supposed to be um and it's it was an urban area so it's easier to track down than if you're out in the woods somewhere and i thought well i'll, I'll go and look 
um, surprise, surprise, there was actually a box hidden under a pile of rocks there. And, and and I will say this, if I had not found anything that day, I think it would have been, yeah, okay, that was fun. Not going back to it, you know, because there was nothing there. But because there actually was something physical, it was piqued my interest. And I think I found another nine or ten before I left, uh, you know, from holiday. Came back uh, here to here Estonia. I thought, well, I'll check the map and see if there's anything close to where I live. And they were all over the place. And I thought, okay, well, I can do this. So, yeah, it, was, it just went on from there, really. Um, yeah. uh, then then I, I, I kind of introduced my wife to it. And she, she's not really into that kind of thing, but she does like going out for walks. And I thought, well, we can, you know, I kind of dragged her out. And um, it turned out she knew, she knew the answer to one of the puzzle caches in the area um, from, from local knowledge. And um, so we went and found that one. And, and after that, I think she had us out until about 1 a.m. because she wanted to find the next one. I think we ended up finding about 11 or 12 of them that day. <laughs> so, you know, she, I, th- I think it was that, that and the combination of, of, of just seeing different places that obviously in an area I had no, no idea about um, just kept, kept us going. That's cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. So obviously you guys were into it right off the start. Absolutely. That's brilliant. So I have had the absolute pleasure of, of meeting both you and your wife uh, earlier this past summer on the, uh, the Land Sharks Baltic cruise that we went on. Um, and we met up with you guys in Tallinn, Estonia, which is, you know, as we've already shared, where, where you guys are at. Uh, now, the astute amongst us may have picked up that your accent isn't very Estonian. So we're kind of curious where home is. Yeah, I saw a various uh, comment about that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm English by birth. That's where I was born. But my parents moved me across to um, Cyprus when, when I was young, uh, along with my brother. And that's where I grew up. But it wasn't until I met my wife um, back in 2003 that I even knew where Estonia was. Um, and uh, we moved here beginning of 2008. Um when the recession hit globally and, uh, and Cyprus got really hit, but really bad. So work dried up and we thought, well, we'll come, you know, got, my wife wanted to come back home for a bit. And so we came here and been here now 10 years. Nice. Now in the beginning, we introduced you as the owner of JP geo designs. Yeah. Is that really true? Or did you just Absolutely. make that up? No, I, well, yeah, I did make it up. Um, <laughs> um, no, I. It's it's one of it's one of these uh, it's one of these silly um, situations. I by trade I'm a, a antique furniture restorer, but uh, it's what I trained in. Um, but I I went to college as a graphic designer. Um, I never used it when I started my company here for the antique restoration it, you know work was good to start with but again same kind of situation there was there was work but no money mm-hmm. and i found that i ended up working way too many hours for very little um and at that time you know i was geocaching on a regular basis i'd got into uh geocoins because I, I, I was lucky enough to find an unactivated coin in the second cache i ever found wow. and of course i was looking into what they were. And I, I was there quite heavily on in the um, uh, geocaching.com geocoin forum um, before everything moved to uh, Facebook. And uh, I thought, well, I can design things. And I ended up um, designing for 
a company in um, in America. Um, I think it was uh, Cash Addicts, which mm-hmm. I think was taken over by Cash Advance, if I remember That's correctly. Exactly right. Um, and uh, they would do. You know, I was I was doing that. I did I did about three or four for them. And at the same time, I was doing um, the very first Estonian geocoin for my, you know, at the same, on my own. And it got to a point where I was actually doing more with the graphics than I was with the antiques. And so one year, I, I was just coming up to Christmas and I said to my wife, and I said, well, look, if I don't get any more new jobs during January, February, which is our down period anyway, with the antiques, but I do get more work with the coins, then I'm just going to keep going with the coins. And I, and, and that's what happened. I ended up shutting down my, my workshop and, and going full time into the design work. And, uh, that, that, that's brought us to, to now. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Really. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, is, that's that is. awesome. So, so I'm sorry, I, I got thrown off. I was hearing an echo for a second, but I think it's cleared up. Okay, the Googles were messing with my head. All right. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. All right, JP, we heard that Geocoin Fest EU just wrapped up. So switching gears a little bit because, you know, we're talking about Geocoins. We're talking about JP's Geo Designs. And, you know, clearly you uh, in the EU are one of the leading coin designers and coin guys there. So, um Obviously, telling me. (laughs) (laughs) His head is getting bigger. It's not going to fit in the camera soon. (laughs) That's the way we want it. Then he can't leave. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, you're obviously, we figure you must have some involvement in Geocoin Fest EU. And I happen to notice a poster behind your head. But uh, the event just wrapped up for 2018. And um, we're kind of curious is that similar to the event we're about to have here in North America? Yeah, well, um, the original ones were obviously in the U.S., um, started by Avroair, and, uh, it, you know, he, he then brought it to um, uh, to Europe uh, with the help of um, a, a, um, a geocacher by the name of uh, Guido Beckers in Germany, um, Long Tom Silver, and uh, they, they then carried it on here in Europe. Now, the, the difference between um, what you have in, in the U.S. and what we have here is that um, where – in the U.S., it's in a different state each year. We have it in a, mostly in a different country. Uh, it has been multiple times in Germany due to the fact that it is um, the, the the Germans are a lot more uh, geocoin crazy um, <laughs> than some other countries. Although that that side's changed now. In front of that, I, I, when you're talking about the Germans, I think you just you didn't need to say geocoin in front of that sentence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so just more crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I have to. I have to be a bit careful what I say because I have a lot of clients from there. So <laughs> I have a lot of family there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it, it is it is a similar um, event uh, focusing on geocoins and a lot of geocoin vendors and uh, and such. Uh, I, I will like to point out that the for, for any Americans that want to you know see what a, a, a European uh, geocoin fest is like, they they, they should because they're a lot bigger and, and, and this is nothing against uh, the U S geo coin fest because it, it's just the fact that the U S geo coin fest draws the geo coin hardcore core collectors more than the average geocacher. Whereas in Europe, um, whether, you know, megas generally draw a crowd, whether it's geo coin fest or not. So with, with the geo coin fest, it's, I think there's only been two in 
in the history of the European GeoCoin Fest where it's gone lower than a thousand attendees. Wow, that's quite that's impressive. impressive. So um, yeah, they're, they're big events. And as you said, yes, I am. I am something to do with it. Um, my co-host um, is known as Scotty Duck. He owns uh, uh, GeoCashland in the UK. And uh, he, he was contacted. They started doing, um, he, he started on the, the ball rolling on, um, on attempting to do the GeoCoin Fest. He then contacted me and said, uh, right, you're on this with me. I said, on what? He said, oh, we're doing GeoCoin Fest in the UK. I'm like, well, you realize that I'm like several thousand kilometers away. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, but I know the UK, you know coins, so we're all good. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> as long as there's a good delineation of roles, you're fine. Absolutely. Well, so you may know that uh, GeoCoin Fest USA is going to be in my backyard this year, our backyard right here in the Northwest, which is fantastic. In fact, we have Avro here in the chat. So, Avro, thank you so much for all the work that you've put into that. But, uh, JP, uh, GeoCoin Fest. Uh, EU just wrapped up. Uh, is that similar to the event that's going to be here in America? Hey, no, you just that's asked. That's the question that. I just asked. How about some big news about GeoCoin Fest EU 2019? Do you have any of that to share? Um, well, we, we, we are still in the planning stages for a lot of things. Um, we will be announcing more and more as we go. Um, but I think, well, okay, we, we've yeah, I've got two things that I can that I'm allowed to say. Okay, <laughs> no, no, number one is we, we, we've just we've just had it so that uh, we've just been confirmed that Signal will be attending. Nice, so that's cool. Um, and although th- this this is still in the planning negotiation stage, but we are. In the process of trying to get the welcome event um, uh, located at a very well-known and working brewery in Manchester, so as they as they say, um, beer and geocaching go well together. So, you know, what better place to start a weekend than in a brewery? I can't find a criticism with that. No, yeah. Absolutely. So although although that hasn't been confirmed yet, it is still in the planning stage. But uh, fingers crossed, that's uh, that's where we'll go. Nice. That's awesome. Hey, um, in our chat, MC3Cats asks you, JP, do you envision GeocoinFest EU going giga? <laughs> the fun- <laughs> funny thing is we've just had the exact same question come up in our committee meeting last night. <laughs> Um, and I'll, I'll answer exactly the same as I answered there. It's not something that's that's even thought about at the moment. It, it, it's something we've got to keep in the back of our minds um, because who knows, anything is possible. But at the same time, there's no point in even planning for it at this stage. Um, we have, The venue we have is big enough to be able to accommodate a lot more people um it, uh, currently the 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 the, the actual venue room 
um, because it's all inside, uh, or at least that part of it is all inside. Um, the actual venue room can take say, uh, safely 1,600 people at one time. Wow. So, and, and, and you know, from my experience with, with, with Megas and Gigas, you know, you don't get everybody at one time in one place anyway. So, you know, we, we, there shouldn't be any problem uh, accommodating more and more people. Um, but, yeah, it's something that's in the back of our minds. And, hey, I'd love to be able to say, hey, not only do we put on the first, you know, Geopoint Fest in the UK, but we also got the first Giga in the UK. But, you know, let, let's keep it real. At the moment, we have, uh, let me do a check seven Senate this morning. Uh, we currently have, I think it was, when I went to bed, it was 181 will attends. Or up to 185 will attends on our on the listing, which isn't bad considering it only went live the day, well, less than a day and a half ago. Wow, that's awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think at this point it's a case of we would love it to happen, but we're not counting on it. We're going to put on a great event regardless of what it becomes. So JP in the chat, uh, our friends Land Sharks are they've asked a question. I'm not sure what the question's in reference to. Maybe they get it. <laughs> Marble Arch or Heineken? Yeah. Well, Heineken is not a a, a UK uh, beer anyway. Right. So put that one out. Marble Arch. I, to be honest, I don't know which brewery it is myself because uh, I'm not dealing with that side of it. Um, I'm asking about the brewery. I, 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 I got that Heineken's an imported beer, but I didn't understand that Marble Arch was a a brewery okay but uh yeah no i um i couldn't answer that because i actually don't know <laughs> there you go and um so avro air asked a question that i think will segue well into the next question that chris has for you but the question from avro air is why should anybody in america consider going over to geocoin fest in the eu because it I, so I've got my wife whispering to me and trying to give me answers. Um, <laughs> so, well, for number one, it, it's, it's a very different event to what you have in the U S and um, where I think, I think it, it's just a different way of looking at things because uh, we, we look at, at um, trying to put on, I don't know. I, because the Joe Coin Fest generally has been a bigger event um, traditionally uh, over here with a lot more people, we do have to think about putting on a lot more uh, side events, a lot more uh, activities for not only the coiners, but also their families, uh, the kids that come. Uh, possible non-coiners uh, that, you know, even non-cashers that have no idea what, you know, what coins and cashing is all about or don't want to know. So, you know, we, we will be we will be addressing that uh, to, to, to make sure that everybody is happy. But then, you know, Manchester City, if you, if you look at, we, we, we're dead set right in the centre of Manchester. Um, and all the way around it is, you know, you've got the architecture, you've got the, the, the old town areas, um, you know, it, it is um, it is a beautiful city, and it's something that well, to start with, it's the first one in the UK as well. So it it it, it it's going to draw a large crowd from the locals. Um, I guess there'll be less of a language barrier as well. 
and also there's not the language barrier so you don't have to worry about learning german or french or uh, belgium or dutch so you know uh, that does make things easier uh, also it's a lot easier it, it's very easy to get into manchester from the u.s because there are direct flights in and out of uh, manchester Air international airport um the public transport system is top notch there uh, the venue, because it's uh, the, the Manchester Central um, Exhibition um, Hall, it's uh, it's actually the old the, the old Victorian train station, which has been converted into a hall. So the, the, so it, it's a massive building, and the the tram lines and and, and stops actually are directly outside. Um, the the hotel that we're trying to get you know, to be our host hotel as well as a n- number of others are all within spitting distance of the front door along with um you know restaurants and other attractions and parks and and, and everything else so it, it is you know nicely combined uh, you know uh, com- i wouldn't say confined but it is it's a nice area easy to get to um you know and and something that uh, i think people are really going to enjoy you know coming to see Nice. Nice. Well, as an American, I have to say there is a language barrier be- between speaking U.S. English and the Queen's English, <laughs> but it's pretty minimal. Yeah, well, it's, it, the usual thing. We can understand you guys. You guys sometimes can't understand us, but, exactly. you know. And I don't know where the boot and the bonnet is in the car. Don't even ask. <laughs> okay. So, uh, did you mention when? GeoCoin Fest EU 2019 is going to be? I don't think so yet. So it's on the 7th of September 2019. Um, that's the main day, which will be the Saturday. Obviously, the welcome event is planned for the Friday evening. Um, we'll have, you know, probably some kind of um, farewell event on the Sunday or Cito or, you know, whatever um, we, we, we can come up with. There is very possibly going to be other satellite events that will happen during the week for, you know, uh, leading up to um, the weekend simply because people are not going to fly in for you know all that way just for a single you know day's event so we obviously have to have things put on for the people that are that are hanging around for a bit longer um for an event like that it's always worthwhile to plan an entire week yeah. oh absolutely or two absolutely. or three <laughs> no that right. might be excessive at least so- a week so jp when we're talking about you know the possibility of traveling whether you're traveling from uh elsewhere in the eu or whether you're coming from north america or asia or wherever you're coming from um if you're heading in there obviously there's the events to to go in and enjoy those events but uh for cashers who aren't familiar with this area the manchester area are there any really special must find caches that somebody should try and get when they're there um yeah there there are a few and um i'm just trying to find where i put them because i had already had this uh, put somebody put up for us these, but what I would suggest is I have a list of top 10 caches. Um, so what I, kind of favorite point ranking are we talking about here? Uh, the dozens 50. I think, um, what we, what we've done is we've put together a, a top 10 list, okay, which are a mixture of, um, Fun things, uh, uh, favorite points, and um, things that are just slightly different. Okay. Um, like and that's, that's every 
So I'm looking at the list now. So we've got some earth caches there. We've got a couple of multis and obviously the traditionals. Um, we, we, we will expand on, on, on the list um, generally um, so that people will have something to go and find. But I, I'll just post the link uh, into the chat there and then anybody wants it. Um, so this is a bookmark for, will it go in? Oh, it probably will bounce because you're not oh, uh, okay. a demonstrator for the chat, but that's okay. Uh, if you put it in the show notes, we'll uh, we'll copy it in there. Right, and so that's 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 uh, the top ten put together by our uh, one of our committee that um, you know who, who lives in the area. So, um, but yeah, we will we will expand on that. Plus, we, it, it it looks a little bit bare in the area where we are at the moment because recently there were some um, caches that uh, got archived and uh, cleared away. So we will be putting out a lot more um, in, in time uh, for the event. Very nice. People can keep up with, with us on, on, on the Facebook page, which is GeoCoinFest Europe. Um, and also we have a website, which at the moment only has a landing page, but will will go up um, uh, fully very soon, which is uh, gcf nineteen. Dot .eu There you go. Very nice. Okay, gcf19.eu. Awesome. So, uh, another question for you, sir, and uh, switching gears a little bit and we've talked a lot about uh, Geocoin Fest EU um this past year and a lot about what's coming in September for uh, the 2019 event. It's very exciting. Um but uh, maybe people have not, like I have had the pleasure of meeting you and they'd like to, you know, have a chance to bump into you. I, I heard a little rumor that you might be coming to the Northwest. So what's up with that? Yeah, I will be heading over to uh, Seattle for Geocoin Fest uh, this year. And um, in fact, I, I, I leave home on Tuesday next week and I'll be... Uh, hitting the tarmac in Seattle on Friday morning. So from Friday morning until Monday midday, I believe, I'll be somewhere in and around Seattle and HQ and wherever else I find myself. <laughs> so anybody that, yeah, anybody that wants to, to, to have a chat with me, um, if, if it's specifically about work, about having a geo point designed or, or, or to be honest, any design work, uh, whether it's cash and related or not, um, you know, maybe shoot me a, a message through Facebook or uh, or an email or something just to say, hey, I'd like to, you know, catch up with you about this. And, uh, you know, I can, you know, we can actually um, make a slot so people know where, you know, where we're going to be or where I'm going to be at a time. Um, I will be doing a, uh, um, a talk about coin design and such with um, Christian Mackey. Um, yeah, Avarez just put it in 11 to 11.40. So uh, we'll be doing a seminar on coin design, uh, the two of us. So hopefully we'll get people to come in and, and listen to us. Um, but uh, if people want to have a chat with us, we'll, we will leave time afterwards for people just to come along and, and, and ask some questions or, or sit down and have a chat with us at the same time. Very nice. cool. Well, you're, so, you're, oh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, so the options are uh, connect with you on Facebook, JP's, yeah. JP's Geo Designs. Yeah. Um, come to the presentation at 11. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday to see you and Chris Mackey and have that conversation. 
And I would note that uh, you guys uh, wrap up at 1140. There'll be some time to talk to you guys. And then folks can head over to the Cash in the Northwest booth for our draw that we'll have at noon. So that'll work out really well. What a, what a great day people can have. Sounds like a lot <laughs> I of I think it's going to be fun. And of course, JP, you're welcome to hang out at the booth anytime you want during the day. Oh, definitely. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll, I'll make, make a point of coming and seeing you guys. Awesome. Nice. Now, okay, so you're coming in, well, almost a week early for this GeoCoin Fest because that's the thing to do. Uh, are well, you actually, no, I'm, I'm actually, no, the, I, I was trying to keep my flights down uh, cost-wise. So I'm actually flying into the U.S. on the Friday morning and leaving on the Monday afternoon. So I'm, I'm only there for about four days. Um, I, I fly out from here because I have to go via London, but there's not so many flights out, um, from here to where I need to get to. So I'm spending a couple of days in, in, in London. My brother lives there. So I'll go and say, knock on his door and say, Hey, I'm staying for a couple of nights. Here I am. <laughs> Put me up. Yeah. Um, what else are you going to see in the Northwest while you're here besides GeoCoin Fest 2018? Um, so I'm sharing uh, a rental car with uh, Christian Mackey, and uh, he's already said, "Rob, you've got to do the eight cash." Oh yeah. So I said, "Okay, we'll we'll do that. That's no problem." HQ I'll be at um, for for sure. I mean, that'd mm-hmm. be silly not to. Um, but he's got some crazy idea that he wants that we we're going to do the original stash as well on the same day. You can do that. Which. It, 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 Yes, it's doable. Um, I think we have to get up about four a.m. Right. Um, but uh, so yeah, there, there is a, there is a possibility that we will we will do on the Saturday, um, you know, from our hotel down to the stash, then up to the um, uh, eight cash. I think there's some is there a side event connected to that or uh, a, a restaurant or diner that everyone goes to on Friday? There's a uh, an event at the Triple X Rupier. That's the one. That's, That's the one. So there's I'll a possibility be I'll be there. Okay. Um, but uh, other than that, I really don't know. I'm kind of, you know, utilizing uh, Christian as a as tour guide for, for for this trip because he knows the area and. Um, Nothing wrong with that. So we, <laughs> somebody's put a clock seven four on them in the right in the AM. Well, bear in mind that for me, um, it will be mid morning. So you know, oh, I'll, you I'll be awake anyway. <laughs> Yes, that was uh, Monkey Cakes, and, and I am and Monkey Cakes, and I just drove down uh, this weekend to uh, Cash Dash Splash. And yes, we found that there's a 4 o'clock also in the morning. Now, what sick person decided to put a 4 o'clock in the morning? I thought they were only in the afternoon. Yeah, well, uh, no, unfortunately, due, due to the travel that I've done, 4 a.m. Is, is quite well known to me, So, especially especially when coming to America anyway. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, JP, we have another question from the chat. This one comes from Keepers of the Cash Flow. Do you have a coin project that you have regrets having done or perhaps the least favorite of your work? <laughs> um, not, not regretted having done it, but regretted not being in control of what happened once the design left my hands. Mm. Um, this happened very early on. When I, when I think I only designed about four or five coins at that point. Uh, and I was, um, I was hired to design the, the first Nordic reviewers coin. Um, it was 
a fun project and uh, quite quite easy to work with. But the what at that time I didn't have anything. Uh, I, I didn't know that I had to um, connect uh, with. Um, keep in contact with the, the mint and uh, the producers and, and, and everything else to make sure that what I'd given them was what came back. Um, so at that point, uh, it was like, okay, here's the design, giving it to the person who hired me, and thank you very much, bye-bye. Um, I had planned, because it was Nordic and there was uh, you know some, some, some nice uh, Norse designs on there and everything else, it was supposed to be, uh, a black nickel and um, antique bronze two-tone. They had decided in their ultimate wisdom at the mint that they weren't doing two-tone and they turned the the section that was supposed to be antique bronze into, I can't really say it on air, a, a, a chicken yellow. Okay. okay. Um, and... Every time I see that coin, and it does come up, people still come to me and go, oh, you designed this. Do you have any left or know where I can get them? I'm sitting there going, yeah, you really don't want one of those. <laughs> Please don't bring one of those up. And every time, I, you know, occasionally they get people uh, post photos of this thing on Facebook and it shows up on my feed and I'm like, no, nah, I just can't get rid of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, Um so that, that 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 was one of the downsides. Same as the glow, it had glow on it, and it was the first time I was using glow. Um, and they put glow in two sections that were wrong, and it just you know. And, and as I said, I hadn't seen the mint art, and I hadn't seen any samples. So I, obviously, I wasn't going to be able to spot it and say, "Hey, that's not supposed to be there." Um, and you know, it, 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 happens and I try and keep, uh, abreast of, uh, of, of any, um, changes to my artwork that, that comes back from the mint and, you know, so far so good, it's been okay, but you do the, you do get the, uh, you know, occasional foobars that you have to kind of quickly scramble and get corrected before any clientcy. Um, but, uh, on the whole, I think that's, that's really the only one that I, I sit there and think, I, I wish I hadn't done it. And not that I wish I hadn't done it. I wish I'd had more control over how it was done. There you go. Well, and as well, a designer, as a, you really designer, know what it's really supposed to look like. It's to look like. It may not have turned out that way. Yeah. Which, I mean, this is why, this is why I, um, when, when I design nowadays, uh, my contract will state that I will, uh, I, I have to have, um, or, I have to have the mint art sent to me when it's when they when they send it from from the factory. I have so I can approve it, and I I want to see samples, um, even if it's just a photograph of the samples. You know, then I, 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 so that something I can see, so I can spot any mistakes. Um, nine times out of ten, that works. There you go. Great answers. Uh, great question. Thank you, keepers of the cash flow. And um, we're going we're gonna to start wrapping things up. Um, JP, I wanted to also pass on a message from the Land Sharks. They said to make sure to get in touch with Sky Sharks in York. Uh, they carry the Land Sharks coins over there in the, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. We, we, they're on our list of, uh, of uh, suppliers and, 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 and vendors that we are, um, we're going to talk to. So, yeah, that, the, the, their name is definitely on the list. I know, know that for a fact because I saw it yesterday. There you go. 
Well, that makes and, me wonder if there's a, if there's a, uh, oh, I lost it. Land sharks, sky sharks, water sharks, and fire sharks. <laughs> well, it's open to some, to some subsidiaries, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> it's enterprising people in various countries to, to, to get hold of land sharks for that. There you go. Absolutely. Um, so before we close out on this part of the show, uh, JP, if people wanted to find out more, and I, we mentioned JP's geodesigns, uh, where on the wide internets would you direct people if they want to find out more? Um, they can head over to my website, which is jpsgeodesigns.com. Um, I also have my small web shop there um, with various different bits and pieces, uh, both, both coins and, and general caching related. Uh, and we, we ship all over the world. Um, I'll be, as I said, we'll be at Geo uh, Coinfest um, in, in a week's time, and we'll be able to, uh, people will be able to, you know, tap me on the shoulder and have a chat, and that's what I'm there for. Don't be uh, 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 afraid to come and have a chat because, it, 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 you know, that, like I said, that, that I'm, there, I'm, I'm there to enjoy myself, but I'm also there for business as well. So if people want to have a chat and, and just talk, then that's that's not a problem. You know, don't feel that you're going to um, you know, disturb my day because you won't be. Brilliant. All right. That's awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, for those who are in the chat, uh, Chris in the Northwest just posted uh, the website URL, jpsgeodesigns.com. So again, if you're uh, on the road listening to this podcast downloaded, uh, try not to swerve and drive into the back of anybody else while you're scratching madly on your steering wheel with your chalk to uh, write that URL down. It'll uh, it'll be available for you all. Because the we all carry chalk in our car. Well, how else would you write on the steering wheel? Uh, that's true. I was thinking yeah. of Sharpie on the windshield. That seems a little more reasonable. But the chalk on the... Okay. The only thing I'd like to add is that uh, at CoinFest, we'll, there's going to be a couple of exclusive coins. One is the fundraiser um, for GeoCoinFest uh, EU, which is the um, it's a, a 3D steampunk bee um, on a, uh, a cog and uh, honeycomb. Uh, people, I'm sure, see it or can see it on, online. On Facebook, it's all over. Um, the other thing is that uh, I, I will be launching a, a Christmas coin. Sounds crazy, but people every time, every year, people I get to this this time of the year, and people are like, "Hey, have you got Christmas ready?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's for like three months away." But people actually do want to buy out ahead, ready for for Christmas. So that my exclusive for Christmas is is going to be there, um, and then May may be a T, new T5 coin if it arrives in time. Um, so trust. <laughs> Very cool. So that's all product that you will have at Geocoin Fest in Seattle. Absolutely. I'll bring a few other bits and pieces from my past stuff as well. But uh, but yeah, those, those, those things definitely, as long as I have them in hand in time, they will be there. Very cool. Awesome. Well, JP, thank you so much again for joining us tonight. We've had a great chat. We've learned a lot about Geocoin Fest EU 2019. We've learned a lot about the differences between the Geocoin Fests in North America and the EU. Um, I'm very excited about going to my first Geocoin Fest coming up in just a couple of weeks down just outside of Seattle and Issaquah. 
um, and looking forward to seeing you, sir, there, as well as many of our listeners. So it's going to be a great time. Um, JP, I invite you to stay around for our special after show we're going to have this week. We've got a, a, a different guest coming in for the after show. Um, more, more to be uh, uh, found out shortly. Um, we really appreciate coming on to the show tonight to share all of this great information. So thank you very much. That's my pleasure. It was fun. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. But we also hope it just whets your appetite for the next one. Now, next week, that's September 27th, we're going to do show 270. Wow. That's like a three-quarter term. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready for cash maintenance with the Land Sharks. October 4th is where I go with MC3Cats. Very awesome. And, of course, we couldn't put on these podcasts without the support of our supporters. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That was very redundant, but it's true. Um, we want to thank, first of all, our faithful Denali-level supporters, uh, Bounce Bounce, Land Sharks, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. And folks, if you want to know more about supporting this show, please click that Patreon link on the cachingandw.com website, and you could be added to this amazing list of awesome people, which I will now take a deep breath and then read out. Broncos fan for life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway Mark Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav Bros, Wino, Seattle, Akerdoc, Billy Robson, Nyes, Antaeus, Keats 94, Curiosity Girl, Trexer Zero, MC3, Cats, Kennel Barb, and our newest sponsor, Land Sharks. Thank you very much. Oh, you worked that one hard to get all those in. <laughs> I'm at capacity now. <laughs> so, uh, Land Monkey. Yes, sir. As soon as blood returns to your brain with fresh oxygen uh where can our listeners find you on the interweb should they want to stalk you in the intervening weeks there you go well you know i'm really going to encourage people to go over to youtube and uh check out our land monkey channel on youtube l-a-n-m-o-n-k-e-y i know brian lang loves it when i say that um but uh check that out we have been posting episodes in our season one our baltic adventure and um I've gotten a lot of real positive feedback. So, you know, go check those out. Let me know what you think. Um, I really enjoy putting those together. There's a new one out every two weeks. So it's a lot of fun. Um, well, I'll tell you, they are fabulous. Uh, I really like the style that you've uh, chosen for those. It's very much like a uh, travel video. I mean, it's it's entirely worth it, guys. You need to go watch uh, Land Monkeys Geocaching Adventures. Thank you very much. Adventure sir. Geocaching. Or cash adventures or go to l-a-n-m-o-n-k-e-y there you go awesome and of course uh just always follow us twitter instagram periscope or at land monkey gc and we're we're on facebook as team land monkey any of those places you'll get updates uh, almost daily from us chris of the northwest sir where do people find you well you know you can find me right here each and every week on Caching in the Northwest. You can also find me on Twitter at CachingNW and Facebook.com slash CachingNW. Better yet, head on over to CachingNW.com slash host, read our bios, and find all the links that we just mentioned and a few secret ones that we don't tell anybody about. Awesome. And of course, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Remember that you can be a part of the show by calling 253693 TFTC. 
leaving us a comment, asking a question, or helping us carry our wives any time of the day or night. And of course, you can email us at feedback at cashingnw.com. Also, your support helps to keep quality shows coming. So if you like this show, please click that Patreon link on the cashingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. The show is produced by Chris Infinar and Jay Kennedy, hosted by Chris Jay and Jim Pollitz. The show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Copy all right, all right, all right, 2018 by Chris Umfenar. And now, of course, we always encourage you to stay tuned for The After Show. Oh, that was nice. Did nice you hear the echo, or was it just me? Uh, it, was, it was my good buddy Jim speaking to us from wherever he is. He's fair tonight. Fair to Midland, some might say, but he's at our local fair. There you um, go. Trying to think who the guest is. Who the? I think it might be a comedian tonight. In the after show, I don't know. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over here and I'll be back in a moment. I'll see if I can find him. Okay. Off you go. Now, JP. Yeah. At the end of every show, I toss in a little funny bit. You know, you could be part of the show. And we said, help us carry our wives. Can you explain why I would toss in carry our wives? <laughs> well, I, I, I personally don't understand it myself. But here, here in Estonia, they, they have a, a, a traditional uh, almost obstacle course through, uh, you know, it's a course that's uh, usually very muddy um, where uh, it, it it is called carry, you know, a wife carrying competition. So uh, wh whether they're actually carrying their official wives or not, I don't know. Maybe they look for people that are definitely not, uh, you know, within a weight ratio. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a competition over here where they, they you know, a, a, a male will carry a female around this obstacle course in various different ways that they can hold them, whether it's over their shoulder, on their back, on their front, upside down, diagonally, whatever. It's the most unusual thing. You should anybody listening should look it up on on YouTube because it's it's hilarious to watch. But they take it really seriously here. <laughs> I bet they do. I bet they do. Oh, so very nice. Now, keepers of the cash flow asked uh, again, JP. This is to you. Uh, do you. Has it been a process to find a mint you prefer to work with, or have you always worked with the same one? No, I think I think uh, at the beginning it was it, it was hard, but I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Different different mints are able to do different things. So there might be a mint that's extremely good at three um, D work, but they're no good at two tone enamels or um, or two tone uh, 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 metals. There'll be another one that's great at two D work but can't do two tone. Um, there may be, you know, so it, it's a case of having to, uh, you know, I've, I've spent time over the years being able to, um, we've tried many different mints over the years, and it's a case of, well, I know this one does really good 3D work. This one does really good, you know, two-tone uh, on, on, on 2D work or whatever. So, it, you know, I use different mints depending on the coin that I'm producing. Mm -hmm. That makes uh, sense. Uh, but... From a personal point of view, I don't work with the mints directly. I use other people for that because I did it once and decided never again. The Chinese are a very insular, uh, you know, individual people to work with, and there's also the the the, the, um, the language barrier as well. 
uh, there was a coin that I was doing, I think it was for the Finnish Mega about five or six years ago. And it was an extremely simple coin, but they kept messing it up. Mm. And during the court, I was dealing with the mint that time. Um, and I, through the course of about um, just under a month, I either answered or sent over 300 emails um, trying to make things easier for them to understand, to, to, to go backwards and forwards about this design. And it got to a point where if I was going to continue with this, I'd never have time to design anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I made the decision that I would not handle the production side. I'll babysit a project. That's not a problem. But I will always utilize, um, you know, other people, whether it's been um, Geocacheland in, in, in the UK or um, Geocoins by Wellnub up in Sweden, um, uh, Direct Mint I've used a couple of times. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to go and, and utilize other companies to get the best possible um, uh, result. Um, but there, there it, it does, if, if you're not careful, you do end up, um, you know, falling into the trap of, of, of trying to mess around with the mints to a degree. If you're not knowledgeable of how it should be, um, or you don't have the diet or, or you're not known by them, it can, you know, quite often they can turn around and say, no, we're not going to do that when, you know, you know, damn well, they can. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is, it is difficult occasionally, especially when you come up with something that either hasn't been done before or is a little bit more difficult than the run of the mill, uh, coins. I mean, I remember a few years ago when I designed the welcome event coin for GeoCoin Fest Nebraska. Um, and th- this was the first time that a coin had, uh, hinges in the center of a coin and they turned around and said, no, it can't be done. And we're like, of course it can. That'd be silly. Um, and, uh, I, I had, uh, a, a, a bit like well, no, no, because uh, those ones are not a problem because you've got the hinges on the edge okay. where they, okay. it's easy for them to insert a pin, um, without having to worry about anything, uh, you know, scratching anything or, or, or anything, you know, things like that. So by, between myself and, uh, Christian Mackey, we worked on that part of it together because, you know, we we both we had to work out the proper three D um, design element to be able to send to them and say, look, this is how you can do it, and it can be done. In the end, it was done with two small bit, uh, a three D. It looked two D, but it was actually a three D coin because it needed small indentations, round, perfect indentations in the center of the coin, and then um, two minute pieces of pipe, basically, and then the, the barn door had the hinge sections which were put onto the pipes beforehand and then it was glued in um and so you know we 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 knew how it could be done but they are the ones that had to be able to follow our designs to get it right and it was i think it took us almost six weeks to get them to to agree to do it um so yeah we we do like to push the boundaries occasionally when we have time to do it um, they don't like us for it, but uh, it means that the next time we want it done, we can say, "Yeah, we want it done like that." <laughs> so it, it, it does um, it does allow them to, uh, to to push the boundaries a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, some some mints can do that, and some won't. Some will just flatly turn around and say, "No, we're not doing it." Um, so that's that. Yeah, but to answer the question, I use multiple mints uh, and multiple companies to to, uh, to to help produce it, but. 
from a personal point of view, I won't touch it, that side of it myself, uh, apart from giving them instructions. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, one, one thing I would like to point out is that, and, and, and a lot of people don't actually realize it, is that the, the design work itself takes time. You know, the, the, just because you can draw doesn't mean to say that it comes in five minutes. Some some designs I can I can sketch out and it's finished, you know, in a few hours. Other times I could be sat working on it for a week and it's still not right. So it's, you know, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into it. And one, one thing that has come up is, oh, you're... You're you're charging. Oh, we don't charge a lot in comparat- comparatively with mo- most graphic designers, but people will bulk a little bit at the price. And I always tell people: make sure that you have your budget, and you realise that this is going to be an investment before you go into it. Um, and they say, "Oh, well, why why are we paying so much for you know a, you know, a couple of days of your time?" Um, and you kind of think, well, you're not paying for the couple of days. You're paying for the 20 odd years it's taken for me to get to doing it in a couple of days. You know, so yeah, that's, that's the, that's the coin. That's the one. The, so, the barn door does open. I, I can't quite get the image of that to load. All right. Yeah. But that, that's, that's the one that opens nicely. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a lot of fun coming up with new ideas. There you go. You can see it. But sun in my, sun's now coming up. <laughs> so there is a tomorrow. Oh, good. There is a tomorrow. It has happened. I feel so much better knowing that. <laughs> now, uh, who do we have at the Land Monkey Microphones? <sighs> All right. So... Here's the deal. Earlier this week, uh, Land Monkey got a hold of me and said, hey, geocache guy, uh, you haven't put a video up for a long time. And I said, yeah, I'm busy. Buzz off. Uh, and then uh, he nagged me and nagged me and nagged me. And so finally I said, fine, what do you want? I um, want you to come on the podcast. I said, I don't like podcasts. He said, well, it's more like a video podcast. I said, how much are you going to pay me to do this? He said, I'll pay you twice what I get paid. So I said, great. So that sounded like a good deal. And then I found out what he gets paid. So got to say, I'm kind of here under duress, but uh, to the point that there hasn't been a Dear Geocache Guy video out for a little bit, I'm here to answer some questions. And well, I'll take it from there. Oddly enough, we have a question from Bryling, who who just left because, well, you've because taken I too long here. to get here. Yeah. So Dear Geocache Guy, what's your thought on nanos and cedar bushes? Yeah. Okay. So Brylang's baiting me. Um, all right. So if you're going to put out a geocache, probably the best possible thing you can do is get the smallest possible container and put it in the most stupid place. Um, therefore I would highly encourage nanos and cedar bushes, or if you're going to do that, try junipers, um, or maybe, uh, any kind of really thorny tree. Um, you'll get lots of favorite points. Um, and then we can have a freaking archive party. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. All right. What, uh, what's, it, your, what's your favorite cool size? Enough. Yeah, that's one. And magnetics work really well in trees. So great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially if you put a screw or well, you put a, a spike nail in there. The tree. Yeah. yeah, drive a big nail through the tree first and then put the, the magnetic on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask what your favorite size geocache is, but I think I just figured that out. My favorite size geocache is the size I can find. And what size is that typically? 
Uh, yeah. Um, not a nano. Not a nano. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, are, what do you think of mystery caches? Okay. Mystery caches. Oh, bloody hell. All right. So I get this question a lot and there's actually, uh, I've started working on putting a video together because I'm getting sick and tired of getting asked this question. So the question I get asked is, I can't find the cache at the blue question mark on the map. And so when I finish slapping the person, um, the the answer is that, you know, first I'll read the bloody thing. Um, so mystery caches are um, intended to be placed for a very specific reason. It's to show everybody else in the world you're smarter than them. Um, they're not intended to actually be figured out or found. So... Um, if you can't find one good for you. Okay. Well, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I do need to do a quick PSA that dear geocache guy's opinion does not reflect the opinions of caching in the Northwest. So with that being said, yeah. Um, do you prefer to sign the log or stamp a log? Well, that's a, that's a great question, Chris. Um, I prefer to get my name on the log. So, um, usually the best way to do that is to get somebody else to find it for me, mm -hmm. uh, and then sign my name. Um, usually I'll just wait for them at the trailhead. Uh, but I promise to have a cold beer. For you or for them? Yes. Okay. Um, now if you can't find that geocache, you know, it, it, maybe it's a, they can't find it for me. If they can't find it for you, it's a difficult hide or perhaps even worse, it's muggled. Uh, what do you think is the appropriate action to take? Do you do you log a DNF or do you do a throwdown? Needs archive. That's oh, needs the archive. answer. Okay. That's always the answer. Needs archive. Okay. Well, there you have it. Okay. Uh, I don't think we can take any more dear geocache guy tonight. I think that's that's enough. Uh, if you sure. want to find out more, head on just just Google dear geocache guy. He's got a couple of videos out there, and I hear more on the way. And I'm sorry that there are more on the way. Or did you just say moron? Moron way. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, and we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> You're just too hard of an interview. Hey, uh, folks, until next week, get out. Ignore dear geocache guy and go caching in the Northwest. <laughs>